Blog Talk Radio. Saying that the guys 
who I'm going to talk about, you're not going to be familiar with them. But in due time, if you continue to follow the show and you follow their story and see what Locker Death Report put out, what Locker Talk will be talking about here on the programming, knowing the relationship with NFL football operations, you'll say to yourself, okay, this is some players to watch out for, and this really helps out down the road, giving you more appreciation in the games. Now, knowing that the players who I evaluate will not get that opportunity to walk across the stage, to hug the commissioner, and chances are a majority of them will not hear their name called within the three days of the draft, solely because I cover the NFL regional combine platform where there's a bunch of unknown guys that's trying to get themselves, put themselves in a situation where they can actually have scouts look at them to give them an opportunity to play in the NFL. And then also being a part of something else that's even special, dealing with the HBCU um, platform. Now, HBCU platform, small school, pretty much all in the same boat. However, HBCU platform is definitely different because this is an area that the NFL, I would say, the front office, would like to see more of and be appreciative of and try to push the envelope of the importance of purposely trying to target HBCU players for the NFL. Not saying that you just have to allow any HBCU player to come in, get into the NFL, no, because all of them are not good enough to play in the NFL. Just like any small school or even and it's also some of your powerhouse schools. Not every player is good enough to play in the NFL. That's a fact. HBCU, totally, totally, totally the same. Now, but however, the reason why I said purposely look for talent is because they are not really being looked at to get to the NFL. And I can explain. And let me explain. Just in recent years, just using recent numbers, last year and currently it's still the same number. Last year there were 31 HBCU players in the NFL out of the 1,700 players that is on an NFL roster. So only 31 of those guys make up that 1,700 um, amount of players that's in the NFL. So we know that's uh, a, tra- you know, a travesty. We know that is totally unacceptable. Uh, unacceptable. Going into the draft, 31 players in the league, I was thinking with my own estimation then at least eight, at least eight HBCU players would get that call to be able to sign with an NFL team. The reason why I said eight is because, number one, coming into the 2021 season, the talent pool for the HBCU was not as strong, especially since they only played in the spring and their games were shortened and half of the ACCU um, football programs did not play this fall. They canceled their fallout while the other half did play. And with that being said, with half of the teams canceling their season and went and wanted to focus on the fall of 2021, that's why I said, okay, a good portion of their talent is not going to be available in this 21 draft. So this is one of the reasons why I said it should be at least eight. Now, also, the reason why I had that number eight was if they were were to consider the players that were on the listing 
for the 2020 season. We had now due with the pandemic when we was like fresh into it, into it. That was leading up to when the workouts were ready to start and the 2020 draft was ready to start. So a lot of those private workouts were eliminated, including the HBCU combine that was going to be powered by NFL football operations, where this was going to be the NFL's baby. And last year was going to be that annual workout. Didn't have it happen because of COVID. Okay. With that listing itself, nine players, not HBCU players, were able to get that phone call to sign on with NFL teams. Out of that listing that was originally set up through NFL football operations, seven of those players were a part of that nine. Now, because of what happened last year, the players that were eligible for 2020, they were afforded an opportunity to also be available for the 2021 season, the draft that just happened. So, in essence, half of the ACCU teams that canceled their that season completely to focus on the fall 2021, that was a good portion of ACCU talent that was eliminated for the 2021 draft. And considering the players from the 2020 listing, how they were going to be eligible for the 2021 draft. With all that combined, that's why I had that number of at least eight players from the HBCU rankings was going to get signed. Well, I fell too short. Still not too late. But over the weekend, as of May the 6th, May the 6th, there were six ACCU players that had signed to NFL teams. You're listening to Locker Talk. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you can hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And make sure you guys go to the site. Go to the BachelorNewsRadioNetwork.com where you can listen to this show as many times as you want to, especially this particular one. I'm not quite sure many of you guys probably listened to this a couple of times, so you're welcome to do so. Now, six players from the ACCU um, community was, were signed to teams now. Other things I, I know for sure that it was not received well through the front office, and especially through um, um, senior um, um, vice president of football operations, Mr. Troy Vincent. He was not happy about that. And this year was different that that made it even difficult for the players, you know, to get signed, including small school players. They they, they went through the same thing as well. But what was different this year was because of not having the extra workouts, the private workouts, having the combines, because of that, the talent pool to actually evaluate players was very thin. And I know that personally for myself. You know, I, I evaluate based off of what I would be able to read off stats, what I would see in video, but it's nothing like seeing the players in person. And that was a huge part. Uh, that, that is a very huge part in the evaluation process. And for teams not to be able to see that and get those players, those borderline players, those bubble players, those small school guys, to really get a chance to see what they can really do, you had about half of the teams in the NFL that did not use all 12 of their available spots for players to be to, – uh, their, their available spots for the undrafted free agent players. So 
all of them did not use all 12 of them. You had some team, matter of fact, New England Patriots signed their first undrafted free agent who was a kicker just this past Thursday. That was That's their first player in the, in the Washington football team. They only have one player undrafted who they signed. And for the, the other portions, you have teams that have less than five players, less than five players who signed on to teams as undrafted free agents when you have some teams that use exhaust all of their opportunities because they get it. To really see what's going on out there, you got to bring the players in. And because there were not of many workouts on the outside of the next scouting combine or better yet pro day and could not see these players in person, <clears throat> teams kind of pushed back. I said, it's going to work with those who they did see, who they have had good tape on, and let's roll with that. And because of that, a lot of players, not just HBCU players, but a lot of players missed out on having that opportunity to sign with NFL clubs, which was really bad. You would think, you know, you would think that, hey, although, although I did not have or really get teams that did not have a chance to see players face-to-face and see what they can do, you would think that if they had players on their board who were players of consideration that were still out there, that were still available, you would think they would still have them to call in to work out in the mini camp to see what you really have. And for the teams that did not do it, it's definitely a head-scratcher because from a distance, it don't make sense. As a evaluator, it doesn't make sense. You should be able to say that you're trying to find talent each each year when the talent is there and you want to be aggressive to try to make the team better or stronger or improve. You want to take that opportunity to bring in as much talent or, I would say, prospects as you possibly can so that the organizational team can feel going into that playing season that they exhaust every opportunity they had. And because you had teams that did not do that, it definitely was a surprise. It definitely was a shocker to, you know, to see that. You listen to Locker Talk on the Best of News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. We're going to take a quick pause. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the six players from the ACCU community that signed with these NFL teams. Also, give a charge to these players as we move forward to the 2021 NFL season. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Taste and health. You want both in one cranberry juice? You want Northland. Northland has a kick to it. I like that. It says 100% juice on their label. That tells me it's healthy. Cranberry raspberry, cranberry grape. I love all their flavors. Northland, a great taste and the health benefits of cranberry. Only Northland has 27% cranberry in all nine of its 100% juice cranberry blends. I choose Northland because it fits my healthy lifestyle. Northland, 100% juice, 100% refreshing. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. If you have a sore or lump in your mouth that doesn't go away after two weeks, see a doctor or a dentist. Most often, these symptoms don't mean cancer, but it's important to get them checked. If you do have oral cancer, it can be treated more successfully if it's caught early. 
A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Welcome back to Like a Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Lockerdashport.com. And make sure you guys, make sure you guys, please, please, make sure you guys tune in and go and check out the site, Bachelor News Radio Network. I mean, Bachelor News Radio. MassiveNewsRadioNetwork.com, so you guys can always check out their content there. And also check out the solid programming that is available on that site, like the Bassett News Radio Network show with the host, L.A. Bassett. The show discusses issues of race, politics, policing, injustice, equality, religion, and sports that affect the black and brown and poor people negatively. Listen to this show every Monday and every Thursday from 6 to 8. So make sure you guys tune in and lock in on the Bachelor News Radio Network dot com where you see all types of great programming. Now, talking about the draft, the follow up the draft, how the importance of the, uh, of the draft, how you can see the players get the live out their dream of getting their name called, meeting the commissioner, hugging the commissioner, picking up the commissioner, high fiving the commissioner, chesting the commissioner, all kinds of stuff. You know, we talked about that, love to see the stories, love to see the struggles, how the players got there, how they persevered, their families. Some remarkable, remarkable testimonies that you hear every single year. And then we get to the players who did not do, who did not get their names called. And that's where locker-report.com come in. That's where I come in at for these players you evaluate to get them the opportunity to at least get in front of scouts and then from there, take it from there to get into the NFL. But we were focusing pretty much on this show, talking about the HBCU players and how still with everything that's going on as far as in this country for dealing with the pandemic, um, as far as with the lack of workouts, uh, lack of pro days, because no HBCU had a pro day for the 2021 season, how only six players from the, from the, plat- from the community, from the platform, were only able to actually – make it on NFL teams, which was really, really tough, uh, which was something that um, definitely was not <laughs> expecting to see or hear, you know, in regards of what was going on. But we're going to talk about the six players that did sign that, and also look at a situation that these guys are in and how they themselves can help change things around. Now, you heard me, t- you know, you heard me talk about several of these players before. Now, the first one I'm going to start off is talking about Cornerback Mac McCain III from North Carolina A&T. He was one of those guys who I definitely said was a draftable player. Um, unfortunately, he did not get drafted. However, this young man is solid across the board. He was he was actually the first HBCU player to be signed following the draft, and a team that snatched him up wisely with the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos, yes, we know they drafted Patrick Sertain, uh, Patrick Sertain II, who is a phenomenal a phenomenal cornerback, just like his father was. Considering that McCain III can make this team, that could be a quiet, a quiet storm that's ready to happen in Denver with this young man. This young man is a playmaker, can, will bounce on the ball. He makes plays on the ball very well. And he was one of, one of those guys that was a, definitely a top talent player that benefited from poor quarterback play from the HBCU, yet still, when he did go up against some solid competition, play did not diminish. If anything, 
his play actually went to another level, which shows that despite being in a situation where the preparation or, you know, the coaching is not, quote, unquote, up to par, as you would see at a power five school, still his skill set still was solid enough to be able to, to stand out and dominate the way that he did. Great speed, good hands, very patient, uses the sideline as an extra defender, do not give up the inside. This young man is a legit NFL player. And I was hoping that his name got called because he definitely was a draftable, definitely is a draftable player, but unfortunately didn't. But still, it's not about where you get drafted or when you get drafted. It's all about being able to play. And he has an opportunity to play. And I really believe strongly that he's going to make this club. Now we're talking about Matt McCain III from North Carolina A&T. The person that followed behind him, as far as ACC players getting signed, was Gramlin, was Gramlin State guard David Moore, who got signed by the Carolina Panthers. Moore, yes, he's a bit undersized as a guard at 6'3", weighing at 320 pounds. However, what makes up for him is his wingspan. He has some long, long arms. So that helps him as far as coverage-wise. It helps him with leverage, which he has solid, solid leverage. He also, with the long arms, definitely gives him that, that long wingspan. He's very tough. He, he has solid lateral movement, balance, and control at all times. He has solid, solid hand usage, plays with a high motor, very intense, very athletic, and he can get to the second level and block it. So he's moving down the field. He's really, really good in run blocking, of course. And also the best thing about it, he stays with his protection. He don't just take a block here and then shift off and without thinking, trying to pick up another defender. He will stay with the protection, whatever it means. If he had to jump off, he'll do that, but he will stay with the protection. He plays very well in space, and he also controls the interior pressure very, very well. So David Moore, who's going to be sort of a project, but I really believe in hindsight that he can make this team practice squad with the Carolina Panthers. Now, this young man can be special. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be really, really see. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how things will play out. But if everything play out the way it should, I would not be surprised if this young man wound up becoming a starter within the next couple of years. And when it comes down to HBCU, on the offense side of the ball of the NFL, the offensive linemen actually have more success out of any offensive player that comes from the NFL, I mean, that comes from the HBCU community. So that's throwing it out there. But this young man can possibly be a starter within two years. And I'm talking about Calvin Ashley from FramU, tackle. Right tackle. Now, when he came out of high school in Washington, D.C., I believe he went to St. John's. He was a five-star recruit. He actually went to Auburn, and he only played in two games while he was there. Uh, for some reason, it did not work out with him being in Auburn, and he wound up going to Florida, Florida Atlantic. Went to a Florida, Florida Atlantic, but by the time the season started, he actually applied to go to FAMU. So, in his collegiate career, he only been he been with three different teams. Now, COVID nineteen happened last year. He was ready to suit up to play for Fram U. Of course, season was canceled. 
everything, but decided to just wait until the 2021 fall season, long before it was discussed about teams playing in the spring, he already made his decision to forego playing his last year in school and go straight to the draft. So technically, he did transfer to FRAMU, but he never played the down at FRAMU still because he was a student there and he was going to play for the team. He's still locked in as an ACCU talent. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can get from him. Now, again, if this young man pan out with their talent that is expected from him, we can, this young man could start very, very soon and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers jump on him right away. Another young man I talked about earlier, I would say last year, going into the 2021, uh, 2020 playing season, was this young cornerback named Brian Mills from North Carolina Central. This young man is was, I would say, when you talk about patience and when you talk about fundamentals and when you talk about balance and you talk about control, knowing how to be instinctive, how to pursue the ball, how to play on the ball, how to make the stops. This young man is somewhat, I would like to say, almost for considering his collegiate um, playing style, he was pretty complete. This young man is a very, very solid prospect who very well could have gone to the um, the scouting combine um, but um, for this year for sure because he's that type of next-level talent. Thought for sure that he was going to be one of those players to get drafted to two, or get drafted as well. Did a, did a solid piece on him, broke down his game. The Seattle Seahawks picked him up. He's in a, a, a great situation where a team that loved their defensive back, and he's going to fit in very, very well. Now, another young man, Noel offensive lineman from, um, uh, uh, from Fairview State, Keon Smith, 6'5". 295 pounds. Now, this young man, offensive line, he is extremely athletic. His size, oh, my goodness. His pulling ability is solid, is excellent, tremendous upper body um, strength, great feet, solid hands. He's filthy, a solid one run blocker, can get to the second level as well, very intense. He turns very well, and he knows the right angles to get into as far as making the blocks. He shares all the defenders very well to get to the next offender if he needs to, and he's very quick, very agile. The Atlanta Falcons has scooped this young man up, so I can see that he will definitely have a place in the NFL. And last but not least, wide receiver Jimmy Robinson. We talked about this young man who did a 4-2-9 when they had the HBCU combine a couple of weeks ago um, that was put on. So this young man did make it. He got signed by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's the only player from the 2021 listing who was, uh, was made eligible for 2021 to be able to sign with the team. So he was the only one. They talked about this young man. This young man got got it. If you think that um, that, the, that, that the Bengals have speed now, if they think that Aaron Ross has speed, they didn't see nothing like this young man. The only thing different between him and Aaron Ross, Aaron Ross is fragile. This young man is not. Very compact, very speedy. Make sure you watch out for this young man now. They were the six players in the HBCU that got signed on. But if you if you had saw on Locker Talk podcast on YouTube, you'll recognize you probably heard this charge and also have it on the site at locker-sport.com that outside NFL football operations, which is really trying to really push the initiative 
about HBCU players on the field of play in the NFL. The NFL decision makers, the director of personnel, director of scouting, scouts themselves, these guys need to take this thing seriously and really get on their duty as their job to scout talent, wherever talent may be. HBCU institutions have to do a better job and putting their players in situations where they can be welcomed so that the teams can see that they have a solid product at their school. That means that they're going to have to put money into the sports program. They have it. They put it in other things. They have to look at athletics just as important as what goes on as far as being professional in other areas outside the field. I get the, I get the notion if you prove that blacks can do more than just catch a ball and throw a ball. I get it. However, there's still a portion of young men that's looking to this institution to help them get to their dream, which is to play professional sports, and they have to put money in there. They have to do better facilities, have better fields, get better coaches. This thing, seriously, they have to have to because if they don't take it serious and they continue to do that, those NFL decision makers are not going to take them serious no matter what NFL football operations put um, in place. Now, the charge to the players, these six players, you guys have to make the squad. Y'all have to make the team. Y'all have no choice. You have to because it will start with you guys to help in the narrative that ACCU players cannot play in the NFL. So you six players and any other any other ACCU player that may sign this year, you guys have to make the team. No, no if, no answer, but you guys have to have a generation of players that are looking at you, that's following your same path, and if y'all guys fail, chances are they're going to fail too. So you guys have to get out there, bust your butt, don't be hanging out in the street, cut those arms out for you, even if it's down to your family. You guys have to make these squads for the 2021 season. That's my charge to the 2021 ACCU players in the NFL. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Sport.com. You guys can follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report. On Instagram, Lock Report 100, all small caps on Facebook. LockReport.com, and also check out the Lock and Talk podcast on Facebook, and also subscribe to Lock and Talk podcast on YouTube, and make sure you guys always tune in to the Bachelor News Radio Network.com, where you guys can check this show out anytime you leave. Everyone stay blessed. Talk to you guys soon. Peace out.